The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. With back to school just around the corner, there's no doubt that many of you listening will have put plans in place for your child's return to the classroom. But what of those children who are starting school for the very first time? Is there anything that parents can do to prepare their child emotionally for that first year in school? And are parents themselves prepared for that emotional wrench as their child takes that first step to independence from them? Well, I'm joined in studio by consultant psychologist and president of the Psychological Society, Anne Kyo, and on the line by the principal of Wexford CBS Primary School, Vicky Barron. Good morning and welcome to you both. Now, uh, Vicky, I'll go to you first uh, on the line uh, because I know that you believe that what's required for a child to be ready for school now, these days, is different to what was needed years ago. Explain. Um, Absolutely. Well, first, Pat, I just just draw back to your opening statement there at the emotional wrench of um, your child starting school. It doesn't have to be an emotional wrench. This is the next step on your child's journey to them becoming independent, contributing members of society. And that's perfect. Um, With regards to years ago, when we look back to our own childhoods, um, we would have had a much freer childhood. So we would have been out, let's be honest, on the street, probably from morning till evening, called in for the dinner. We would have been climbing trees. We would have been fending for ourselves and pretty much navigating the world as it was safe to do in those days. Um, Now children have just a different lifestyle they aren't out on streets rightly so they don't have the same access say to climbing trees because there doesn't seem to be as much there's an awful lot less play in their lives and an awful lot more technology in the lives of children today than there was in our lives and that has implications for children who are starting school so when they come to the classroom uh, their penmanship if i can use that word might not be any way developed at all um, we have seen that, yes, in schools. So I suppose we're going to talk today about a lot of things. But um, to talk about one of the things you wanted to know about was how parents can p- prepare their children. So children, we're seeing their their core strength isn't what it would have been a number of years ago. And this has nothing to do with COVID. I think this is just the, the society that we live in today. And um, we see children that now in schools, we don't move on to penmanship until much later. Um, So we need to do things like strengthening fingers, uh, strengthening wrists, strengthening arms, strengthening the core so a child can sit upright so that they can actually be able to hold a pen and a pencil correctly and maintain that. So as parents, really take time out. Get them out in the mud, the sand, get them squelching, get them ripping paper, colouring with crayons, cutting with scissors, tearing, anything that will get that strength up in their fingers because... because Mm. That's what happens in school. So we start with the crayons, we start with the paper, making marks. There's no writing for a very long time, but it's something that's really important that yeah. can be started now with children. If in needed. terms of, of how they might prepare, I mean, kids fidget. So suddenly they're in a classroom where they're expected to have a certain amount of discipline. Um, that can be not, tricky. Not tricky. at all. No, not, not, in, not in junior infants. No, it's a very much play-based curriculum. And children do fidget, and that's perfectly fine. They need to fidget. They need to fidget to get the energy out of them. But what we would like to see, for example, is like a good sleep hygiene pattern is what's needed for a child starting school. So get the technology out of the bedroom. Limit the technology. Sit and talk with your child. Play games. Play board games. Simple things like play a game of snap. A deck of cards will cost you about a euro. Teach your child about the patterns, the shapes in the cards, play cards. Get their diet healthy. Do you know, try it a few new things that they can explore for lunch. Make sure that they exercise regularly. That's the big thing. So if your child is sitting down all day, they haven't gotten rid of that. 
excess energy that they need. And the fidgeting, children need to fidget. That's part of them. They 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 move. They need to fidget. That's grand. And in primary schools, we don't expect children to sit still in junior infants at all. They they play. We want them to play. Now, Anne, uh, the the question of the parent. I mean, uh, Vicky was saying there. You know, it shouldn't be an emotional wrench because they're starting out on that road to independence, and that's as it should be. But still. Not so much for the second child or if you've got more, or third child, fourth child. It's just, yeah, you're going to school. End of. That first child who's been with mommy particularly maybe a lot of the time doing things together. Uh, the little girl with the mommy, I don't know, maybe it's the same little boy with the daddy doing things. And then they have to say goodbye. You're, you're putting them into the care of someone else. Now, with preschool and all that, maybe that's no big deal. I, it's a really good point, Pat. I think that it is still a, quite a big deal. Um, parents themselves will remember their own journeys through school and how they got on. You'll have people who have really strong memories of actually starting school like 20 or 30 years later. Um, so what, what we want really parents to think about is how they feel about it. If you had a rough time in school, you might be nervous for your child to start school. If you really enjoyed school, you might be delighted. But it is a big change. If you think about being in preschool, when you move to primary school, they're in with maybe eight, nine, ten-year-olds kind of around the yard and everything else. So they, Like the greater school community yeah. would be more diverse than what they're used to. Oh, it would. It, it probably would. And, and the kind of idea of the classroom and staying in your seat and putting your coat on yourself and opening your lunchbox yourself, they're all big leaps. And one of the things I think we'd invite parents to think about is Parents have a lot of stuff. They might be worried or anxious or they have a lot of feelings about their child going to school. It's really important in, in lots of ways that you keep them to yourself if they are negative or, or kind of anxious or sad. And maybe look, talk with friends about that or your family. Kind of dump that somewhere else so it doesn't get in the way of you and your child and helping your child. Now, a lot of kids are dropped off and picked up. Um, you would say, if possible maybe start the independent road a bit earlier, let them walk to school if they've got a pal. But then, stranger danger, traffic, uh, e-scooters whizzing by, all of that sort of stuff that parents maybe irrationally worry about. Well, I mean, feeling independence is an important skill from even from junior infants. So the idea that you can open your own lunchbox, the idea that you put your coat on yourself, um, that you recognise your name, that you when your coat is hanging and it has like whenever Anne, Pat, whoever... Um, that you see where your coat goes, that you belong in there. So, so yeah, we have a lot of fear around children being independent in the world. That's probably older than junior infants, to be honest. But, I mean, you'll find parents who walk behind their child to keep an eye on them, but yet the child feels that sense of independence. Probably not talking about five-year-olds. But for five, for little ones starting school, it's really about, you know, I opened my own lunchbox. I know where my seat is. You know, yeah. I put my pencils back and, and teaching them that at home is really important, too. So you could play school at home. Oh, yeah. Children learn through play. And the, be the best way to play is to give them the position of power in the play. So, you know, if I play pupil, I'll be the, I'll be the child and let the child be the teacher. And you'll see all the subtleties of get back in your seat, mm. you know, all the kind of play stuff. Now, um, people may be torn between how they should behave towards their child going to school. I mean, there'll be the stiff upper lip, get in there, it's time to go to school, your first day at school, off you go. And, uh, you know, with my two children, the older one was, you know, looking back and waving as she went into the classroom, a bit nervous. The second one just marched in, didn't look back at all. Mm. And that's probably first child, second child. The second child wants to do with the first child has done very successfully. But the mother might be tempted particularly to maybe 
dawdle over the farewell and saying, I'm going to miss you. That's mm -hmm. probably not the right thing to do. Well, it depends on the child. So there is a kind of a, you know, the idea that you would just drop them and go and, and get on with it. That may work for the majority. It mightn't work for a very small few. So I think we have to trust parents on what they know is good for their child. And then with what's reasonable, because you can't have 30 mothers hang or parents hanging on. Um, it's really important that the parent puts away their own emotion. Like we're all for showing our emotions, but actually the parent has to contain their own sadness, worry, so that the child can have room for theirs or put that out there. And I suppose there is times in life when you do just have to push through what it is you're feeling. So we can have, teachers are wonderful. They will let a child take a toy from home. Um, if you can kind of maybe chat and be early in the line, you can have the child settled a bit more. If they could have something in their bag that kind of reminds them, a transitional object, we call it, but something that reminds them of home that they can feel connected. They can have a reward afterwards. There's tons of little mm. micro things. So, so you, you bring in your favourite soft toy and that little so-and-so Emma stole it. Yeah, well, that's going to happen <laughs> in life as well. Um, so that's, I mean... Teachers are wonderful at navigating that with kids. And, and it wouldn't be that you take in your soft toy every day. It could just be at the start um, to get used to things. Now, um, Vicky, what is your attitude to that moment of parting when the child is delivered, um, probably by a parent or a minder or whatever, to school? How quick should that be? Well, most schools offer um, the, the first day the parent will come in with the child um, and they will, all schools generally have a pre-visit day. So the parents will have gone in with the children, they'd have looked around the classroom, met the teachers, uh, met their new friends and had a chat there. That first day, the parents come in usually to the classroom, drop their children and go. I agree with Anne and everything she's saying there. Um, like depending on your experience as a grown-up of school um, and if you let that out and you are anxious, your child will look to your face and they will see and my experience, not on the first day, the first day everybody tends to come in and get on with it. It's a few days later when the child realises, well, oh, it's not just today. I have to do this forever and ever. <laughs> and then then we start seeing maybe some anxieties rise. Um, and I've seen different approaches from different parents. Um, things that have worked, for example, the parent. And I've also seen parents from the same household having different approaches and one approach working and the other approach, just different approaches. So the child may feel anxious or just worried. For example, there's things about the geography of the yard. So if the child has a long walk to go from the drop-off point over to, say, where the child is lining up or where their friends are, that might be a little piece of anxiety. So get there early or get there just as the bell is ringing so the yard is clear for the child to walk. With the parents, again, as Anne says, like, the parent does know their child. But I have also seen the parent who drops and goes, and I've seen the parent who's saying goodbye, 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 goodbye. <laughs> I'm waiting for the child to turn around and acknowledge they're leaving when the child is, is almost going, like, I've got this, go. So I suppose give it a few days, see how it's going, talk to the teachers. Like, they are very, very well trained in how to deal with this. But what I need to say is I have seen children having absolute global meltdowns at a school gate. Look, they we, come we, in and the minute they're inside the classroom door, they're fine. They're so I fine. do need to reassure parents. They are fine. They really are. Once they get in, it's that initial piece, just that separation. But once they get in, they are fine. All right. Every Vicky, we have to leave it there. Vicky Barron, Principal of CBS Primary School in Wexford and Anne Kyo, Consultant Psychologist, President of the Psychological Society. 
The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.